Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And today is Tuesday, February 14th of 2023. Today we're celebrating the memorial of Saints Cyril, monk, and Methodius, bishop, evangelizers of the Slavic nations. Today's gospel is the gospel from the day, and it comes to us from Mark's gospel, chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus enjoined them, Watch out! Guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They concluded among themselves that it was because they had no bread. When he became aware of this, he said to them, Why do you conclude that it is because you have no bread? Do you not yet understand or comprehend? Are your your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? And do you not remember, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many wicker baskets full of fragments you picked up? They answered him, Twelve. When I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered him, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? In today's gospel, we're presented with a rather odd chain of events. While on the journey after meeting with the Pharisees, a trip which probably would have taken around six hours, the disciples realized that they had but one loaf. Jesus in turn warns them about the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, which they mistakenly take as a reference to physical bread for eating. At which point, Christ unloads a series of seven questions, of which only two the disciples give answers for. Now, in order to understand this better, we can consider two things. First, the word used for the disciples' actions when they concluded among themselves what Jesus meant. And second, the words that Jesus uses in his questions. First, we're struck by how the disciples reach a conclusion that really has nothing to do with what Jesus says. He warns against the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. And given that in Jewish thought, leaven often had a negative connotation— since it implies sinfulness, and no offering to the Lord could have fire, in the fire could have leaven in it, it would seem fairly clear that the meaning is symbolic. It's clear that the disciples, however, have no idea what it means, because they concluded amongst themselves that it meant the bread they had forgotten. That word for concluded uh, properly means to go back and forth evaluating. The term implies one confused mind interacting with other confused minds each further reinforcing the confusion. But the worst part of all is, you know, they're sitting there being confused among themselves. The worst part is that rather than simply ask Jesus what he meant, they discuss it amongst themselves with Jesus right there. It would have made perfect sense if they had questions just to ask the one who said it, since he's right there. But they don't. It's no wonder then that Christ follows this up with a number of questions. It seems almost to show his hurt at the fact that they really haven't grasped anything at all. This leads us to our second point, the words Christ uses in his questions. There's at least three that particularly stand out. First, Christ twice asks the question, do you not understand? That word understand, cinema, literally means to put the pieces together, to synthesize and reach a final understanding. Likewise, Christ twice asks them if they remember what he had done, if they recall his miracles. Thirdly, he asks if their hearts are hardened, 
literally unperceiving like stone. Nothing makes it in. Everything stays on the surface. Although we might find the response of the disciples to be rather ridiculous, we have to be careful because in our own lives, often we answer Christ in the same way. In the midst of challenges and difficulties, oftentimes we simply complain, or we refuse to accept sufferings as loving opportunities to grow closer to God. In this, we can do three things. First, we can try to understand as best we can that everything works for the good of those who love God. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to understand God's will perfectly. Sometimes we might not understand it at all. But our job, as the saints say, is to love and to do His will, and not necessarily to understand it. More than anything, we know that God wants our salvation, so we can try to put the pieces together and know that everything, down to the smallest, most annoying part, is part of God's plan to bring me salvation. Secondly, we can remember the good things that God has given us in the past. In his letter, St. James tells us, All good giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we can recall and contemplate his past blessings, we can be assured that he'll continue to provide for us. Lastly, we can open our hearts to God in love, even in the midst of difficulties. Even when we don't understand, we can always turn not to ourselves, but to Christ, who wants us to draw closer to him. Through the intercession of Mary, the mother of faith, let's ask for the grace to trust in Jesus and to turn to him in all our needs, seeking to love his will, even if we don't understand it. 